fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one night. Hey, Amanda. Yeah. Have you seen the TikToks where there's like period simulations that you <laughs> stick to your stomach? Yes. And they crack me up every single time because these guys are flipping out by like a level three or level four. Yeah. I actually kind of want to like get one and try it out. I would love to do that and try it out on our husbands. Yes. And our sons and be like, oh, no, I won't do that to James yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. When he gets older. He hasn't been a dick yet. Once he's like is a dick about a period exactly exactly nah bitch you can need to experience this (laughs) but whenever katie and i see these we always get into topics about periods and i haven't had one in a while because i had a a hysterectomy um but period shits and farts Mm. are totally a thing yeah they are (laughs) i oh i too haven't had a period in a while um, or a cycle because I have an IUD that mm-hmm. has completely stopped it, essentially. Mm-hmm. But you still go through the hormonal changes. I do. And I actually think that I'm starting to, like, nail down my ebbs and flows. Um, I feel like <laughs> because I'm still, like regulating like I still have my hormones that kick in and whatnot I am pretty sure that when I start to get a little bit more emotional than normal Mm -hmm. I'm like oh must be my time of the month (laughs) and do you even though you're not menstruating like shedding the lining you're going through the hormonal changes do you have gut changes like poop changes with that I honestly have not noticed any changes in my poop, Um, but at the same time, I am just recently making this correlation, so I have to spend more time focusing Mm -hmm. on everything. So I think that is my next step, is to see if while I'm having like these emotional (laughs) times... Um, what my poop is looking like at the same time. Because there definitely is, surprise, surprise, a link between your menstrual cycle and your gut. Say what? It's like we (laughs) planned this. Right. Let's talk about it. Um, And on the flip side, menopause and your gut. So one of the things that I found absolutely fascinating in general, not specific to menstruation or menopause, is the idea of metabolism. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think of when you hear that word, metabolism? What's the first thing? Honestly, it is something where uh, your brain controls while you're digesting 
food, like how quickly everything is processed. That mm-hmm. honestly is where my thought goes. Right. So, and that's where mine goes too. Like anytime I hear the word, you know, your metabolism or your metabolic rate or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it's all like, it's all food related mm-hmm. or body type related. Oh, you must have a fast metabolism. You're just naturally skinny. Yep. Oh, you just met- metabolize, blah, blah, blah. Then you start to read about metabolic processes and what a me- what met- what that actually means to metabolize something, you know, your metabolism. You, we as humans and other animals, you know, whatever, they have their metabolic process. It's not just food. <laughs> it's our hormones that our body is consuming and processing and breaking down for use Mm. and putting to use that is what the metabolic process is so when you have changes happening hormonally in your body you're increasing you know your body naturally is increasing certain levels of whatever or decreasing certain levels or like myself you go through a surgical overnight menopause and your body is no longer producing certain things your metabolism changes because you are your body has to process things differently and that makes it even more so so like my iud situation like that is yes it was implanted and it seems sudden but to go from having your uterus and ovary to not having your uterus and ovary, like, that is quite a shift for mm-hmm. your body to go through, like, all of a sudden. Right. And what people don't realize is how impactful hormones in general. So, again, hormone fluctuations happen monthly, obviously, mm-hmm. especially if you're a woman. Um but also for men, like we have natural hormone fluctuations. That's what yeah. our process, some of our processes are. Like we want our hormones to fluctuate. Um, it's how we become pregnant. It's how um, your body knows to produce like um, insulin. Like that's a hormone that's triggered by your liver. You know, like th- there's different. Anyway. Right. There's no, that definitely that's a good point to make is not only is this affecting women, it's affecting mm-hmm. men because they're. It's not just hormones like you're thinking uh, puberty and like right. ready not to have sex and have hormones. babies. No, right. like all bodies have different kinds of hormones in them. Exactly. Um, so one of the biggest things that I found out was because <clears throat> I'm like, why am I getting more gassy, bloated and menopause? Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't make sense. Well, did you know that? Uh, oh, it's like I think it's called it's estrogen or also known as oestrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the hormones that helps to regulate cortisol, and cortisol is our fight or flight hormone, which is oh. triggered by stress. So, if your body is not producing the right amount of oestrogen then your cortisol responses can be out of whack and so when people start talking about oh she's having mood swings Mm -hmm. it's her hormone response is not correct so like something small may trigger 
a fight or flight response when in normal with normal hormonal balances, it may not have triggered it. And I found uh, something even more so than that, where on like on top of that, mm -hmm. there's also uh, where other chemicals within. So that link between your brain and your gut, like specifically, um, it changes mm -hmm. uh, when you're going through these ebbs and flows. And so when uh, you hit like a certain peak, your the mucus in your gut that's being produced, it, it changes chemically mm -hmm. and it affects us um, by... <laughs> actually like heightening anxiety mm -hmm. fatigue um uh, for women specifically breast swelling and then food yep. cravings right so it's there i always like think of back when um, the boys you know were teasing the girls because they just hit puberty and so they're being emotional and they're crying and uh, you're being like such a girl about it. They like literally we cannot control it. Like right. there is chemicals reacting that are causing us to to act this way. Right. I mean, it's like putting baking soda and vinegar together in a Petri dish mm -hmm. and saying, stop reacting. Right. Exactly. You're overreacting. That's one of my favorite chemistry jokes, like little you're, doodles, <laughs> you know, it's like you're overreacting and it's. It's like bubbling out of its little, yeah. anyway. So, but yeah, like it's a chemical response. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, there's not much you can do. Now, from my reading, there are things, especially as Americans, that we're putting into our bodies that really are not good for us and are giving us artificial hormones. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And those increase the responses like the the frequency and or the intensity of these kind of responses so some of them um for it's kind of a weird balance because for somebody like me i may want to increase my um intake of some of these foods like soy products or uh tofu because they have naturally occurring estrogen yeah. in them versus someone like you that wouldn't want to do that because you don't yeah. need additional estrogen. I don't know. Your levels may not have been checked, whatever. Basically. No. And I normal. honestly, I honestly do try to avoid soy products. Yeah. And mm -hmm. now we know from our food intolerance checks, we shouldn't be having soy anyway. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of issues with soy. And the other thing too, is that if you eat some of these, if you eat too much of anything like this, um, or you take artificial hormone replacement, you're also increasing your chances for other types of cancer. So it's a pretty bunch of crapshoot. Um, but in terms of gut health, the other thing that um, estrogen does is the estrogen and progesterone, which are both um, produced by your ovaries and, you know, your female processes, um, are fuel bacteria growth in your gut like specific kinds of bacteria growth yeah they help mm -hmm. to encourage them so if you have a, a de decline in those hormones or a super increase in those hormones it can cause your gut flora to be out of whack and that can cause poop issues which a lot of people have around their menstrual time and or when they start first going through menopause 
um, there's a lot of poop changes. So, well, and uh, now we've been talking a lot about chemicals and whatnot, and uh-huh. and that's clear. Hopefully, now to understand why, because we're talking about menstruation, and that is all about the hormones and. Uh, the chemicals within but there actually is some physical things as well that mm-hmm. our body does so uh, if you're not aware um in order for the uterus to shed its lining it has to contract it doesn't like just naturally slough off on its own uh completely the uterus is an organ and so it's making sure it's cleaning itself out and taking care of itself so it contracts. Well, the way it contracts is using all of your muscles that are in that area, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately includes your bowels. And so as your muscles are contracting, your bowels are then contracting and it is now your bowels are now having a hard time absorbing water and so that's why that is interesting yeah and that's why it's so like frequent or it's um what do you oh my god the word um common common thank you that's why it's so common for women on their periods to have diarrhea yeah so there is not only a chemical explanation, but there is physical actions being taken. Wow. Well, and so then I also think about, you know, those contractions. And let's say you have any type of obstetrical or gyne- I'm not obstetrical, gynecological abnormality, which for the record, most women do. Okay. Mm. You got something wonky like, oh, my uterus is like heart shaped or it yeah. tilts weird or Tilted. yeah you know one of my i have an inhospitable environment or one of my ovaries is a little wander it wanders it's a little bit high okay <laughs> so you're having these weird contractions happen and for me because i had other issues and had to have certain things taken out my last ovary became one with my colon yeah because i was having issues with my bowel And then that caused additional issues and it literally like my colon encased my ovary and it was no longer able to do what it was supposed to. And then also caused gut issues because of the inflammation and scar tissue and all that shit that was built up around that area. So it's just, it's it's just crazy. That is crazy. Like, because it's one of those things where a lot of people, they don't know what's going on on the inside really like or even to the point where people don't know what it looks like like we have those body mannequins that doctors have where the organs you know can come out and they can show you how everything is placed but still stuff still gets moved like especially like you're talking about your ovaries like that isn't something like that's just in place especially after you had your uterus taken out and your ovaries just there floating around inside yeah like it's hard to imagine does it stay put because it's so jam-packed with the other organs or is there enough space for it to move around i think as we continue down our digestive tract journey 
we'll do more research on how the body's anchored together. Cause there's a lot of research on like the individual organs and the blood vessels and how they're all connected, mm-hmm. but not a lot of research done on fascia, which is like, you know, when you get a chicken or a turkey and there's like that thin layer. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. That we have that. Yes. And they have to rip through it whenever mm-hmm. they do any type of surgery. And so, you know, when you get things removed or taken out or you have trauma, like a really bad period or whatever, and stuff is cramping and shifting around or you're a dancer like yourself and maybe you tear something because you stretch just a little too hard, not hard enough to tear a muscle or tear anything, a ligament, but enough to scar your fascia and rip it a little. Mm hmm. What kind of damage is that doing? But because that's what's holding your organs in. Like <laughs> that's right. well, we, but, we have a whole bunch of connective tissue and and I think for at least in my mind that is not something that we studied heavily in school. No, it's not. And actually, that's why fashion manipulation and things like that are things that are done by massage therapists and considered to be pseudoscience. A lot like that. They don't call it pseudoscience now. Just like that bioresonance therapy we were talking about, mm-hmm. the bioresonance testing with the hair, it's considered that like complementary alternative medicine. Yeah. But if you yeah. think about it, it surrounds our whole body and can be easily damaged. And if you have surgeries and you like pull a certain way or you twist a certain way, you might feel a tightness or uncomfortableness because the way that they stitch together your flesh and your muscles may have been good, but the way they stitch together your fascia wasn't Mm -hmm. just like sewing a dress. If you get something slightly off kilter and it's twisted, you're going to notice. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to feel it at the very least. It's a little tight when I turn this way. Maybe you don't see it, but it's a little tight when I turn my shoulders like this, you know, I don't know. Anywho. (laughs) Anyway. So, Yes. So stuff gets anchored. So one of the things like for me is I will most likely have bladder problems because my uterus is not there to support my bladder, which in female anatomy, it does. And so now there's nothing there. So gravity will take its toll. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And it's called it's called a prolapsed. Um, your bladder can be prolapsed or whatever. So <clears throat> anyway, it's very interesting. Anatomy. Anatomy. Dang. And so did you find anything else in regards to? The last thing I wanted to touch on was some of the tips in order to try to stabilize. When, oh, nice. When you're trying to do that. So a couple of them, Sarah and I have already talked about. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Yeah. Water is life. Make sure your cells have what they need to function. Um mm-hmm. Eating foods that promote healthy hormonal balance. So lots of fruits and vegetables, um, specifically staying away from things that have artificial hormones. So trying to get hormone free milk, hormone, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, the last part um, was to uh, self-care. So if you're feeling bloated or crampy to take care of yourself and to pause and stop um a lot of what i read was women tend to ignore 
the pain and pain is usually trying to tell you something, even if it's just, you need to rest and let your body do this natural thing. It's a lot that you push yourself. Like, like that girl on TikTok where she, he's like, how are you not right? like doubled over because she made it to like a level eight on this, <laughs> this like uh period thing without even flinching. And she was just kind of like groaning and she's like, because I've experienced worse and had to, like, go to work and, like, make dinner and do all these different things while I, I'm bleeding and cramping. When and he's, like, he's doubled over, like, on the floor. <laughs> I'm actually, like, super excited about these things. So, I not only do I find those videos absolutely hilarious, but I also... I'm excited because it's bringing awareness yeah. to a lot of people. And when I was uh, doing some research in regards to this episode specifically, I was looking at different um, medical uh, articles and uh, different like testing that's going on. And they're all recent. They're within yeah. the last like two to three years where people are yeah. trying to like, really determine people doctors are trying mm -hmm. to really determine like what is are the female population truly going through and how is it affecting them and is there any other like connections to uh not necessarily just like diseases but just life like they yeah. are honestly trying to really nail down the female menstru menstruation cycle of life. Right. Well, and I think it just goes to show, and for any men out there listening, please let us know your opinion. But if men had this problem, there would have been a pill centuries ago that resolved the issue, like, as soon as it touched your tongue. I'm getting cramp. Like, the word cramp wouldn't even come out of your mouth <laughs> before the problem was already solved. <laughs> Oh, well, but no, we're just babies. We're just, you know, it's this and then like the boob things that the men can wear now that replicate mm -hmm. like what it's like to have breasts and mm -hmm. wear a bra. And then uh, the labor pain. <laughs> Those yes. ones are hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then the pregnancy ones, too. Mm -hmm. that, like they wear the bellies to make them feel like Jesus, like. You know, you only feel the weight of the back and everything. You don't even get the internal pressure on your organs. Right. No, and that's exactly, that's what I thought too. Like, seeing those videos where not even like the suit, but like men start putting like large watermelons mm -hmm. taped to their gut. And it's like, they're getting to experience a portion of it 100%. And I'm glad that they're taking that step to do it. But it is still one of those situations is like... You'll never know what it's like to have a foot between your ribs. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. To be like, oh, what's wrong? I literally got kicked in the kidney. Right. <laughs> like, literally, kidney shot. You yeah. know you can kill a person like that. You know? <laughs> um, but that brings us to a great point because we need to do an episode about pregnancy and your gut. Because Ooh, that, yes. that pregnancy, people fucks you up there are actual women out there that have been told do not have any more babies yep. even though your body will let you get pregnant again you shouldn't, you shouldn't. because it is destroying you yeah um and yeah 
uh, Sarah and I ne- were neither of those people that were like, pregnancy was so amazing. No. I, I glowed. I glowed with the sweat of growing another human because that shit takes work. I glowed from all of the sweat vomiting. of throwing up. Yeah, you glowed from, <laughs> what did you glow from? Nine months of vomiting, weight loss, and being oh. like Bella when she got pregnant and just literally getting the life sucked out of me. Yep. It's and okay, guys. I love okay. my child. It's, it's for the baby. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah anyway we yeah. digress coming soon <laughs> coming soon to a podcast near you homebrew heels pregnancy nightmares oh my gosh um awesome cool let us know how you guys are doing with your menstruation and dudes let us know how you support the ladies in your life yeah. with their menstruation One of my favorite stories is Katie had an incident once where we were traveling. She had her period. Didn't she was very young. So it was like one of the first couple of times didn't have anything with her. And we were at a restaurant and she got up and there was blood on the seat where she was sitting. And what does Paul do? She goes to the bathroom. She sees it. She immediately is going to have a breakdown. No gets the water cup out he wipes it up he goes and talks to the waitress he comes back with a sanitizing wipe he cleans it up he pays for dinner or breakfast gets everything packed up and he goes upstairs and he just gives her a big hug and she's like i will always love dad for that he did not make fun of me he didn't say it was gross he didn't draw attention to it he just took care of it oh that's so perfect yeah so dudes out there listening, hit us up with some stories like that. Or if you have terrible stories because you're shitty human beings, oh tell us gosh. those too and we can uh, hate on you in the comments. <laughs> There's oh probably more of those stories than there are. Have you seen the video where <laughs> this guy's on TikTok admitting that he doesn't believe that periods are real? <laughs> <laughs> what? He was like, How could he not believe it? Obviously, he's never been married or lived with a woman. Right? It, yes. It was very much like, I don't believe it. On a monthly basis, blood's just coming out of their vaginas and it's from their uterus. No, absolutely not. I don't believe it. No, and it like, absolutely and not. Somebody like stitched it and they like picked up from there and they're like, all right, guys. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Anyways, I That's just hilarious. I lose it when there's people like that. He probably thinks the earth is flat too. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty. Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to follow us more on our day to day. May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay Stay sassy sassy and gassy. gassy. Till next next time. time. Nice. Take the pill and use the glove until you have a child of love. A nat one life. A nat one life. You work all day and make no pay. And debt is mounting every day. A nat one life. A nat one life. When the world.